The views and opinions expressed by individuals on the following program do not necessarily reflect those of the network, Guys Guy Radio, and its platforms. It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think, feel, and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights of the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. This week is no exception. Once again, we've got two return guests to Guys Guys Radio who have a lot to offer. As you know, I like to bring in guests who have some information to add value to help you live your best life. So today we're going to talk about quantum integrative medicine. You might say, what is that? Well, it's all about a new paradigm for health, disease prevention, and healing. And who isn't interested in that? Because really, with so many boomers out there now, everybody's interested in longevity, wellness, quality years. Well, actually, whether you're young or aging, or old, rather, you want to take care of yourself and really get the most out of each and every year. So our special guests are Dr. Amit Gazwami, PhD, and Valentina R. Anasur, MD. Dr. Gazwami wrote the book, The Quantum Doctor, back in 2004. It really put his career on the map. He was a teacher at the University of Oregon, I believe. We'll get into that with him. But he is a... uh, one of the world's renowned quantum physicists. And we're going to talk about what quantum is, which is really, it's just all about possibilities. And we're also going to talk about how quantum and integrative medicine work together. So what is integrative medicine? Well, really, there's two types of medicine that we're going to get into. One is called allopathic, which is the Western medicine, traditional Western medicine. And then there's kind of the old school, which some would say is alternative medicine, but it's really the old school, and that would be Ayurvedic, uh, which is out of India and also has roots there, and also the traditional Chinese medicine. So we'll get into the differences there and how they can kind of work together and integrate to keep you healthy and keep you well and keep you living your best life. So I think you're really going to enjoy the show because we're going to get into things like fasting. We're going to get into the importance of consciousness. We're going to talk about the uh, the vital role that the heart plays into keeping ourselves uh, in a state of well-being. Also, the importance, of course, of the gut, the foods we eat, our emotional intelligence, how important that is, Uh, consciousness, um, mentalization, visualization, holistic health, um, the importance of being positive. And you know, it all boils down to when you get into the integrative, uh, quantum integrative medicine, and Dr. Goswami will talk to us about this, it's all about the love, love for yourself, love for life, love for other humans love for the planet. So I think you're really going to get a lot out of today's discussion with Dr. Amit Gazwami, as well as Valentina Onasor, MD. And uh, uh, one subject that we're going to get into that's really near and dear to me, and it's getting more and more popular, is fasting and the benefits of fasting and how you can fast, whether it's uh, doing a water fast for a couple of days or a week or, or 21 days or whatever, or just intermittent fasting, which is you eat uh, a window during the day. You don't eat an actual window, but you have an eating window during your day. For most people, it's about six hours from noon till six, and then you don't eat for the following 18 hours, and it gives your body a chance to kind of repair itself. We'll get into that and so much more 
right here on Guys Guys Radio. So I think you're really going to enjoy the show. So why don't we get to our interviews with Dr. Amit Gazwami, Valentina Anasor, and we're going to talk about health, disease prevention, and healing right here for you on Guys Guys Radio. And I hope you enjoy it. It's Guys Guy Radio. Okay, Guys Guys Radio, very special time of the show. We've got our special guests today, and they're coming to us from India, from Calcutta, Dr. Amit Gaswami and also Valentina Anasur. Let me tell you a little bit about them. Dr. Gaswami, as you may have heard of, he's one of the most prominent quantum physicists in the world. He's a retired professor of physics at University of Oregon, where he taught for about, let's see, about 30 years. He's a renowned pioneer of the new paradigm of quantum science based on privacy of consciousness. I've had him on the show a number of times, and he actually helped me in my personal life with my own health crisis, if you will. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. Uh, Valentina Anasor, she's been on before. She's a medical doctor, practicing physician, pioneer in the quantum integrative medicine, specializing in family medicine and integrates conventional medicines with various systems of alternative medicine, which is really kind of old school, which is now the new school, acupuncture, Ayurveda, naturopathy, homeopathy, and aromapathy, aromatherapy rather. So let's get right to it. First of all, today we're going to talk about quantum integrative medicine. We're going to talk about health, disease prevention, and healing. The name of the book is Quantum Integrative Medicine, and it's by Dr. Amit Gaswami and Valentina R. Anasur. They're my special guests today, and welcome back to Guys Guys Radio to both of you. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Robert. Good to be here. Okay, let's start right at the beginning. So I'll start with Dr. Gazwami. You wrote your seminal book, The Quantum Doctor, in 2004, and you call this new book a paradigm for health, disease prevention, and healing. What has happened in the field of quantum health over the past two decades that led you to write this book? And also, doctor, what has happened in uh, really in the medical field and in terms of uh, health itself and disease and medicine and all of this stuff put together? What has happened over the last 20 years? I think the biggest news is that love is getting some attention, finally. You know, for a long time, uh, physicians just would, not, would be very reluctant to believe that love, relationships, these things have much to do with it. Our major accomplishment in the book, uh, and this is where uh, Valentina and I really uh, collaborated together, is to uh, realize that heart is very real. We have self in the brain, everybody knows about it. But we discovered that there is a self in the heart, and it's experimentally verified already. The data exists already for it. The heart becomes coherent when the, we allow vulnerability, when the immune system is suspended momentarily. In that moment, if we have proper intention, if we are prepared, then we can take a quantum leap, and the heart becomes quantum, coherent. These coherence have been proved experimentally. And this quantum heart is where love is the feeling we get from. And then mind gives meaning, so we get the emotion of love. And this emotion of love gives immune system a very needed rest. 
just like the brain needs rest every night, immune system also needs rest, and that happens from time to time. If we have a loved one in our life, we look at him, look at her, and we get the immune system to rest, and that gives us a healthy immune system. And you know, everybody knows that that is the key to avoid all those chronic diseases that cause disaster in our life, especially later in life. Okay, for context, you and Valentina kind of got together in 2016. How did this come in back? How did this come about? And how did you work together? And then as we continue with the interview, either of you can answer any of the questions. Well, uh, I've answered my version of it, which is very interesting. Um, Valentina attended a workshop that I was giving and she presented a, um, a paper that she wanted me to read. And, uh, you know, I was very non-committal initially. Lots of people give me lots of things to read. Um, and because she was an MD doctor, I thought I was compared to look at it, but <laughs> giving to a professional. And I found quite a bit of wisdom in the paper. So we started working together, and we were working really on a book on intelligence. Uh, that book, by the way, has not been finished yet. <laughs> this is so interesting. And then um, uh, we were looking at uh, some data, new data, and uh, Valentina uh, called me and said, um, well, look at this data, which was suggesting the coherence of the heart for loving people. That was the experiment. And I looked at it, and here was the missing piece that I have been struggling for years because the uh, heart is um, uh, involved and the immune system is suspended. That idea was there already in the quantum doctor. What was lacking was that how do we get an experience in the heart? This is crucial because only then resting the immune system by quantumizing the heart makes sense. So this crucial thing that Valentina immediately saw the importance of, that crucial data was just so basic to our writing this book. That started the book, really. <laughs> but that's my version. Okay. Valentina, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah. You remember when, uh, when we spoke about Manipura Chakra then? Immediately, because I was very much fond of fasting. And then uh, immediately, I mean, we, remember that we, when we speak about chakras, which is very important in uh, chakra medicine and chakra psychology also. And uh, then uh, then also immediately, I think we clicked on the idea that there is a self also in the, the level of Manipura chakra in the belly area. And how important is that? I had already my mother with uh, Parkinson, and they were already studying studies about this. You know, there are people studying about the, on the neurons in the belly area about uh, you know future right? possible therapies there. And uh, and yeah, that moved it. And uh, we met, I think, seven years ago. And uh, so many things got done since then. Okay. Very very quickly. Let's, let's uh, for the benefit of our listeners, and some may not have that much knowledge about what quantum inter integrative medicine is, as we can understand, everybody's just trying to do their thing and stay healthy. Um, and I want to introduce that to them. So let's start at the beginning. You've got quantum integrative medicine. So let's start with the term quantum. For a lot of people, I don't think they know what that means. Could one of you please just quickly articulate what does quantum mean? Because we're going to be using that term throughout our conversation. 
uh, very quickly defined quantum. Uh, Newtonian objects, as everybody knows, they're the ordinary objects of our life. And physics says, Newtonian physics says, that their movement is completely determined by the physical law. This is the idea, that determinist. The world is a machine. Uh, objects are machines. We are machines. That's the idea of the Newtonian worldview. Quantum physics tells us that uh, this idea has fault at the base because quantum objects initially only thought of for the submicroscopic world, like atoms, molecules, elementary particles. These objects, they're uh, not determined objects. They're waves of possibility for consciousness to choose from. This is very, very interesting. We come in into the picture we, we are, without us, observer, quantum measurement, quantum possibility can never, never become actuality. The manifest world requires our presence. So medicine changes right away. What happens is then in medicine, for a long time, people believed it's all mechanical, just test, make, uh, measure blood, measure sputum, measure urine, and you got it. Doctor's role is minimal. Actually, uh, they're already talking about AI replacing the traditional family doctor. Um, but truly, it's too premature because the human being, the healer, and the healy, the person who is coming, both are very important in matters of healing. So that's our second most important contribution. This is where preventive medicine comes in. This is where we wrote an entire uh, chapter, actually, Valentina wrote most of it because she is the one who is actually a practicing doctor, that who gets to be a healer. A healer is one who can relate to the patient as a person, not this mechanical robot-like interaction we have today. Mm -hmm. Take some measurements, okay, this is uh, what is going on, and this is what you do, drug prescription and all that. No, healing is much more than that. Okay, so integrative medicine, for the benefit of our listeners, uh, we have allopathic medicine, which is a traditional Western medicine, which is usually about treating symptoms. And then we have, and not, not always, but it's more, less about preventative, but you have something wrong with you and it gets addressed. Then we have the um, uh, other type of medicine, the traditional Chinese medicine, the Ayurvedic medicine, some of the old school medicine, which is really kind of new school now. Um, how, when we talk about integrative, it's pulling them together. So it's a combination of Western and Eastern modalities. Talk to us about how uh, they work together. Uh, I mean, let me just uh, start with the fact that uh, we have to address, first of all, um, the health paradigms that exist. You know, so again, we have this modern allopathic medicine, which is based on primacy of matter. That's what we learn in the medical okay. schools, Pri right? Prim primacy of matter. Okay. The material body is what exists. So they work on the material body only, you know, and uh, especially molecular biology, you know. And then um, uh, in certain compartment of disease, such as uh, those caused by bacteria, viruses, you know, we, we use that. Yeah. So um, again, it shouldn't be, um, it's, it's not something that is um, to be, I mean, you have to choose only this or only that. You have to know what to use where, you know. But then first to understand this uh, health paradigm that has to be shifted, you know. Because, uh, again, if you check the word healing, you know, it's the same etymological root as wholeness, yeah. And that means that healing 
in the ultimate sense to achieve wholeness. But again, what we have nowadays in the medical system, you know, uh, allopathic system especially, you know, is rather pessimistic, if you want. It's a focus on disease, right, rather than on health. So uh, we, I mean, people don't even uh, think that miraculous healing, so-called miraculous, exists. You know, they don't take it serious. They think it's just a coincidence when you think of later on the term of, the term of quantum healing that maybe we'll speak about, you know. So it's kind of we try to replace in this pessimistic system the so-called miracle with the coincidence, you know, and with an attitude. And then we create a world where such healing miracles, you know, is not possible. And um, uh, it's so much proven now already. It's, again, speaking of quantum healing, that term came with uh, Dr. Deepak Chopra, first of all. Yeah. So again, we have so many terms for disease and we keep inventing them if you see more and more in the same pessimistic system, you know. But there's one term referring to health, you know. So we kind of, we have to ask ourselves, what is health, first of all, you know. And the essence of this new paradigm of healing is that one uh, has to look upon the physical body if you want, is the material expression of the spirit. And there are also the other bodies. We have to become aware of them, you know. And then uh, from this perspective, the health problems would be messages of transformation, if you want, you know, ultimately, to become aware of where we are, you know. Because again, there's we will speak about we speak about resonance in this book. Yeah. Okay. Uh if you now if you take it further, Patanjali, a great Indian sage, said that all the suffering comes from ignorance eventually, ultimately. And the ultimate disease, the root disease, would be the illusory thinking that we are separate from the whole. And you see, nowadays we live so much separate. Yeah, that's what ultimately is called also ignorance. Yeah, and to heal that uh, separateness uh, is to become aware that we are the whole. You know, and we have never been separate. That the separateness is an illusion. But again, we don't have to go so so far. But to understand that health is a dynamic condition of the human being. Uh, and again, we, we have to see that quantum worldview is describing how we have not one, just, you know, but five bodies and that disease from the quantum point of view is at least in part due to a lack of synchrony between the different bodies. Yeah. And the healing would consist in restoring that wholeness. Yeah. Uh, and then we speak in this book how disease uh, occurs. But then again, uh, modern allopathic medicine is mostly evidence-based, yeah. And in physics, the fundamental basic of of of, of all science in the materialist worldview, yeah, requires theory and evidence. That's fine, you know. But again, it's a evidence-based science bound to be still incomplete and inconsistent in that way. And then the alternative medicine systems that I'm very fond of, you know, they they have theory, but they are based on ancient dualistic worldview, you know, with the of this question of how these separate entities have nothing, having nothing to in common, interact, uh, is still unsolved, you know. And then the quantum physics is giving the integrative metaphysics, if you want, that consciousness is the ground of all being, in which matter and mind are quantum possibilities for consciousness to choose from. So again, the first thing was to, to use the new quantum metaphysics to provide the basic science for the systems of alternative medicine and begin a tentative integration of medicine, which was done in Amit's book, you know, The Quantum Doctor. Okay. Then we took it further. Okay, so the consciousness seems to be the, the key to alternative medicine. That's a differentiator from the evidence-based medicine, because the consciousness can play a role working with the different types of bodies. For instance, the energy, energetic body, the chakras, etc. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, wholeness is an aspect of consciousness. That's the way to think of it. Consciousness, okay. wholeness, and eventually, then 
healing is spiritual healing. But we don't have to go that far. In in between, there is healing of material bodies. Like if you have a mm-hmm. cartilage finger, then material body healing is enough. Mm-hmm. There is vital, a vital energy, like you are very tired, chronic fatigue. There, the vital energy healing is the most important aspect. This is why medicine doesn't do, do much good in dealing with fatigue. You really have to take care of the vitality. And then there is mind-body healing, stress-caused healing. This, um, like cancer. Why can't, you know, we have already spent like trillions, trillion dollars easily of cancer research. But it does no good because the basic idea of what produces cancer that people look for is some material mechanism. But material mechanism is not causing cancer. It's the immune system malfunction plus a cellular malfunction that is taking place that has that is producing these um, uh, cells that grow indefinitely. Okay. okay. So both malfunctions are due to our misusing of possibilities within consciousness, the vital and mental possibilities. We have to get into quantum healing, like Valentino was suggesting. Quantum healing is the idea of replacing the old possibilities that don't work anymore and replace them by new possibilities through creative investigation. So basically, it's the creative healing. Okay. So the, other, the third aspect of uh, quantum integrative medicine of the book, important aspect, is that we take into account all the five bodies, physical, vital, mental, supramental, which is the spiritual, uh, soul kind of spiritual body, advanced mental and vital, higher body, and then spirit itself. All five bodies are important, and how to access new potentiality of the five bodies? Via creativity, quantum healing. Yeah, Robert, sorry, let me ask something before we forget, because I know the time will run very fast with you, always is like that, you know. So something very important uh, to really consider, you know, is again, because as I started that we are not machines, you know, machines cannot change and cannot transform and cannot really heal, you know. So it's the fact that our physiology, which organ functions, you know, uh, they are actually not genetic in origin. Instead, they are epigenetic. Yeah? And their origin is actually outside of the genes. And the source is non-local and therefore non-material. So why is that important? Because the human, then in this case, you know, gathering this idea, you know, the human physiology is not a permanent fixture, but changeable, you know, via creativity, as I just mentioned, you know. And that's very, very important. We created a program called Quantum Yoga also, which is, again, part and parcel of uh, anything that has to do with healing. And, uh, yeah, we use various various, uh, practices from various traditions for that. And uh, there's a lot of evidence about this fact that physiology can really change. The application is direct also in gerontology. Speaking about aging and so many things. Okay. You know? let, let me put a, a button on that because you touched on something, and forgive me for interrupting, but I just want to, it's an important point, epigenetics. So, and again, my guests are uh, Dr. Amit Gazwami and Valentina Anasor. We're talking about quantum integrative medicine. So you mentioned epigenetics, just for the benefit of our listeners. So most, a lot of people think, oh, my dad had a heart attack at age 50. I'm going to have a heart attack at age 50. And sometimes that happens because people believe that. Or my uncle had cancer and my grandfather had cancer and my mother had cancer and I'm going to get cancer. But epigenetics 
says that that doesn't have to happen because uh, why? Because the physiology is not um, A, genetic. It's not genes that do not produce physiology. Genes have the program to make proteins, which does the actually carries out the physiological functions. But the physiology itself is what genes are activated in, an, in a cell belonging to a particular organ. For example, the cells in the liver will not make the same proteins as the cells in the brain. They'll make different proteins because the functions are different. But what is guiding the genes to activate them? That is where the epigenetics come in and the, eventually we get to the concept of there has to be a field, Rupert Sheldrake has given it a name, morphogenetic field, that activates the mechanism that then turns on the cellular genes. So, how, genes so, so doctor, how, how can, and, and Dr. and uh, Valentina, how can then people, our listeners, what can they do to work with their epigenetic possibilities to prevent having a recurrence of some of the um, diseases that have run through their family? Yeah, well, it's a big question. I mean, and it's not going to be enough, just a simple answer, because it takes a lot of work. To me, it's really about knowing yourself again. And you have to see, you have to see what resonance was there, you know, in your life until then. And uh, it's not just a lifestyle, obviously. It's again, it's this uh, deeper awareness of uh, on what we are, where we are now, actually, you know, because again, I mean, meditation, of course, is part of this, you know, like learning to become aware and becoming aware that we have these little brains in the body areas, again, of the heart, navel, also here and also here, you know. So we speak about really little brains there. And that means a self-identity in the various areas of our body, you know. So it's, uh, as Amit mentioned, you have to learn how to use creativity. Creativity, which of course starts with, with learning to set up an intent, yeah, an intent of healing. Nowadays, we... We are kind of very superficial and we want a quick fix. So there's nothing like quick fix. There's nothing like free lunch. You have to understand that. People just want this quick thing. And if possible, without pain, without any kind of work, that's not really possible, you know. So it takes work. And sometimes it can take lives, you know, all this work. But it's worth it, you know, because, again, it depends from which point of view you're considering the whole story. If you take in account also reincarnation, then it's even easier to understand because, again, we we carry programs, we carry memories with us, you know, from a life to the other. And then, again, maybe we have uh, certain uh, areas more developed because, again, we, we have worked already on them. Okay. And then it will be easier in another life. There's a lot. It's related to karma, to dharma. But again, it's understanding that is necessary to have it. And the more you, you have it, the, the more you can see where's the problem and you can work with it again with intent and through the, the practices that are according to your tradition, according to what you meet in your way. There are many, many things to do. Okay. So uh, let's talk about a couple of those modalities. So you mentioned meditation. What does meditation do physically to people as well as emotionally to help them on their path to uh, better health and longevity? Well, for one thing, uh, the one meditation that is really very, very helpful uh, for people to learn is to uh, meditate, learn to uh, first meditate in a concentrated way, focusing so that the mind overall slows down. That's okay. the most important effect. Once the organs 
slow down a bit, including the brain, then we can be aware that thoughts and emotions are passing clouds in the mind sky. They are not staying there permanently unless we repeatedly bring them about, and we don't have to. So when a negative emotion arises, which is what produces this mental stress, which is what causes eventually the chronic disease, these mental stresses, one does not have to react to it in an expressive way that you also become negative emotional or suppress. This is the thing that men especially do because suppression makes you very effective in the work. But of course, it eventually erupts. Right. Very bad. Um, being a male, being a male, I myself went through coronary um, uh, surgery, so I know how suppression produces these blocks in the artery and all that. But the meditation is saying you don't have to suppress, you don't have to express. You can just meditate on these negative emotions and they pass. If you want, like again, concentration and it's again types of meditation. Concentration meditation is to start with, yeah, if you want to be serious. And then eventually go into meditation. So these are great exercises for activating the parasympathetic nervous system, you know. And then in this way, you balance this usual overstimulation of the sympathetic nervous system, you know, in today's stressful world, yeah. And then uh, some of the harmful effects of the cortisol, the stress hormone, will be eliminated. But the idea is to enter into what we call the preconscious, you know, where there is, if you want, more quantum self in the experience on the average. And the chances are high that we fall into the quantum self and eventually into that what is called expansion of consciousness. Yeah? Fantastic. Uh, fast. Thing, uh, go, go ahead, yeah. doctor. Um, the other thing that I would like to add, very important thing, very simple thing, is that, you know, those two selves that we mentioned, uh, heart chakra and the navel chakra. Uh, navel chakra at the navel, that area, stomach, uh, gallbladder, pancreas especially, uh, liver, and then the heart area, heart, and of course the immune system, those are the major parts of the area. Um, learn to have awareness that I really have experiences in the heart and experience in the navel. It's not like brain is all where we have every experience, including emotions. No, emotions have a component that we call feeling, and those feelings also arise in these two places, navel and the heart. When we become aware of it, for example, if we, if we have awareness of the navel chakra, and if we can make a quantum leap, Working through quantum healing, which Palantir already mentioned, it's not a free lunch. But if we can awaken the quantum in the navel, then we'll never suffer from diabetes of type 2. It's entirely because pancreas has, it, it goes wrong in its functions if uh, we uh, have the regular physiology of the pancreas. But if we take the higher physiology after a quantum leap, then uh, pancreas becomes much more healthy, much more balanced in terms of insulin production, and the sugar will never uh, become unbalanced in the bloodstream. Um, heart, you already mentioned, immune system uh, function great if we learn uh, heart awareness and make quantum leaps, which is just having a love component in your life. So those two things plus this awareness meditation. This is Almost like a magic bullet. 
prevention. If you keep these three, you will get preventive, you will be able to prevent all chronic disease. This is absolutely our firm belief. We have some data already proving it. People just should accept this. Can our listeners then focus on the different chakras, the energy centers, and when they do their meditation, think about or focus on consciously the organs that are attached, uh, involved with the different chakras, and then go inside and see what's going on there and see what the possibilities and really get a sense as to what's going on there. Is that how people would do that on a regular basis? Getting It's really about consciously getting more in touch with the various aspects of your 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 body and your feelings and your emotions is is that is that correct yeah it's part of it you know but again what we talk about is really about uh, becoming aware of this possibility of an elevated physiology for the organs and it starts in the navel and the heart you know this is the beginning so all all the chakras are important but some of them are secondary yeah which they have the chance to collapse in these areas where we speak about self you know where you have we have a bundle of nerves and the first bundle of nerves in the navel area, yeah. And man, you see, if you if you think if you know, I'm sure you know already about chakra psychology. The men who are more self confident, you know, why? Uh, because again, they have the navel usually more developed. You know, they also breathe abdominally more naturally. The men, you saw, and women, on the contrary, they have contracted this area. So that's the first place to look at. You know, there nowadays is so much problems uh, with the I don't know with problems, uterus problems, you know, all kind of fibromas, all kind of cysts. So all kind of, indeed, the organs which are associated with the with the chakras, you know, they are telling you about the situation, the level of the chakras, yeah? But again, um, uh, the idea is that all this, I mean, we are, we are contending yeah, that an elevated physiology for these organs has been actually universally available for all humanity for, for millennia, if you want. And this higher physiology has kept us from from chronic disease in the past, like cancer, yeah? But this is rapidly changing, unfortunately, because of uh, this faulty worldview nowadays and lifestyle, fast, 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 you know? And and again, if you just see what technology is doing to us, you know, so kind of we are so easily getting disconnected from ourselves, you know? So that the physiology that uh, conventional medicines assumes is not right to this extent. And human physiology, again, is not a given unchangeable one either, yeah? But again, we have rediscovered the mechanism of changing the physiology of organs in some scientific practical detail, and we call it vital creativity. So if people would like to check this book on creativity that Amit has written, we understand more the steps on creativity, uh, which, again, uh, you have to start with vital creativity, with getting back to perceiving the feelings in your body. The brain is not enough. The brain is not going to do, I mean, we can talk about it. It's very important, you know, if you want. Because again, people know more about mental creativity. But actually, when you speak or are serious about your inner transformation, you have to start with what is called vital creativity, you know. And uh, we can really engage in vital creativity and the inner development in the vital arena, you know, working with this chakra. For example, Hatha Yoga, if you have a serious program or even Tai Chi would uh, help a lot, you know, or uh, Qigong or this kind of practices. Uh, and it's not going to be so difficult. But again, usually we denigrate feelings and especially feelings in the body. Yeah. Okay. And again, if you if you set up an intent from the ego, you know, it's not going to be enough. So let's say you ego, which is connected with the, you know, with the mind. Yeah. So we you cannot create any new reality only from the ego level. Yeah. 
But again, the brain is offering us indeed a bunch of conditioned possibilities, you know, uh, each of them being weighed by a certain reward, you know, and that's how we usually get conditioned, right? And from that, we can only create a new combination at best, yeah? So we need to get into some a state of expansion of consciousness and then only, you know, so okay. it's kind of you start with inspiration, this process of creativity. You get to, to that. Yeah. And then, of course, the easiest gate for non-locality for expression of consciousness is non-locality. And how we start with that again, love. Love is the easiest way, is the best okay. gate to get into this, to start with. Let's let's get into uh, some more of the specifics that people can use. You mentioned uh, fasting. A lot of people nowadays are into intermittent fasting, which is you eat for six hours traditionally, and uh, then 18 hours you don't eat. I've been doing it for the past year. And I, I've noticed that my, I, I'm used to it now. I don't eat till noon and my body likes that time off. What is your sense? I know you talk about Dr. Goswami, the water fasting and other, my wife's done like 21 days of water fasting and she fasts quite often. She's a Hatha yoga uh, teacher. Uh, she mm-hmm. teaches the, she teaches the yoga teachers, but um, it seems to be uh, very good for, for, I feel great when I'm, when I'm doing any type of fast. I've done three or four days with her with water. And then just, I do the intermittent ongoing talk to us about fasting and some of the benefits and how it affects, uh, uh, some of the different maladies, like even cancer. Mm-hmm. Amit or me? Um, um, well, Dr. Goswami. I too practice the 16, eight, uh, eating habit. And that works for me. Uh, it is very good to keep the pancreas healthy, but of course, um, if, the uh, chakra is already energy is somewhat brought, then you have to go through uh, more. Uh, and Valentina is an expert of how to intermittently fast for a day or two at a time. That is more effective than this regular 16-age kind of diet practice. Of course, at my age, I cannot fast like Valentina does, but uh, what's your take on fasting? Yeah, I love fasting. I'm really fond of it, you know, kind of. And even, uh, I mean, whenever I don't know what to do, you know, and I realize that any emotional, negative emotional state for me can be really kind of cleaned through fasting. You get a lot of clarity. And again, we have a brain there, yeah? So that's why we really call it clarity. And we have to just pay attention and notice all the processes that take place in our being while we fast, you know, and the way you start and end the fasting, especially if it's like three days or seven days, it's important. You have to start gradually. So if what to do also, it's excellent, the intermittent fasting. For me, fasting at least 24 hours, you know, that's that's magic already, you know. And we do, we have groups where we do at every solstice and equinox, this uh, three days fasting and uh, we do special meditations on uh, various things, especially on Ajna so, Chakra. So you know, you're so there's a lot of things. And let me tell you, there are even clinics, you know, that are built in the woods or in the middle of nature, where people just go to these clinics. I saw some documentary years ago, and it stayed in my mind, you know, in Russia. So people fast and meet for different practices in nature, walking, even dancing. They they meet oh. for eating and they just eat their soup, you know, okay. uh, which is water only. There's a lot of uh, study on the fasting and people with any kind of problems, any kind of disease, you know, it's it's getting a lot of benefit. It's just our mind that is, and also of course all these cravings that we are used to, all this sugar which we cause us some craving. But again, it's it's wonderful, you know, it's excellent how it triggers the pancreas. To 
to regenerate itself, you know, so and which controls to uh, which who control blood sugar levels and even reverse the symptoms of diabetes. There are many, oh, there's study on Parkinson and Alzheimer's disease also that, again, fasting okay. can, can have really tremendous effect on the brain. For me, that's my favorite thing, you know, okay. so, but it's so, happening on anything else, you know. So fasting, while we're fasting, though, it's not that we don't have anything. We should have some um, um, question here, water or uh, tea, water. Just something, something that doesn't trigger the breaking the fast. Is that that's correct? Water and uh, especially warm water, if possible, you know, because that's okay. that's facilitating many. I mean, it's even in Ayurveda, we recommend uh, warm water and in Chinese medicine also, because uh, usually people lack this uh, fire, you know, the digestive fire. So if you if you use warm water, even in the morning, yeah, usually you get up and you start drinking some warm water, at least the first part of the day, that will help because, again, you start uh, bringing some heat in your body as well you know with warm water we usually just uh, go to the fridge uh, to just grab some cold water right, you know right. but it's not helping us so much you know um, so water i recommend water and then of course there are fasting with juices according to the problems according to you know there are people who fast uh, with various uh, juices and they heal themselves from ulcer you know so there are many many types of fasting but my favorite and the quickest effect is through fasting with water Okay. You mentioned in the book the role of intuition in, in terms of uh, integrative health. I think that would be something interesting for people to learn about because people usually don't think about their intuition. You know, they think about, oh, I, I thought something was going to happen and then it happened. They got a feeling and that's a, that's a good thing, like psychic almost. But intuition can impact your health also because it's about your overall awareness and your, your part of your consciousness that is more... Um, you have that emotional intelligence, emotional awareness. Talk to us about that. It is very, very important to bring intuition in. And Valentino already, I also mentioned intention. That's where in, intention can be invited. And we have a procedure to invite intuition. We start with inspiration. Um, people should always inspire themselves, especially in the morning. When you wake up, nature works listen to classical music, soothing, look at flowers. This is why flowers are so good. Indoor flowers are wonderful to look at. Most important, loved ones. Look at their faces, laugh, smile, inspiration. And then you make intention. That's a private affair, personal first. But then realize that this personal intention is to focus on an outcome, it, it, it is not told that way. We must give up the complete focus on the outcome, but the outcome, let, let it be good. Let it be good for everyone. So we generalize that focus on only my particular outcome, give up that focus. And next, we really pray. This is where the ancient system of prayer comes in. We really pray that let this generalized intention be in consonance with the movement of consciousness, because what consciousness will do is what will give us the outcome. The outcome is creative. Creativity comes from consciousness directive, from that wholeness. That's what I'm inviting. So I have to be in tune with the movement of consciousness. This is why prayer becomes the third step, and the final step is Silence, meditation, just waiting for the intuition. If we do this regularly for about a few minutes every day, I guarantee you, 
you will eventually get start getting intuition. But that does not, does not stop the process. The intuition is just the beginning of the creative process. The intuition tells you what you should focus on. You freed your will, became your will become free with consciousness. Consciousness gave you into intuition, that's the feedback. And now it's your job to creatively make the intuition come to your life in actualized form. That requires creative process. Wait, Robert, I mean, so it's a, it's a process of nourishing the bodies. Yeah, we speak about the nutrition for all the bodies. Yeah, the physical body and so on. So this is nutrition nourishing for the supramental body, which this is the intuitive mental, the supramental body. We all have it, you know. So all this nourishment for the supramental level, which involves again focus on intuition, intuitive thoughts, noble feelings. Yeah, and then engaging what is called situational creativity. At least if you're not in a, I don't know, very severe health situation. When that requires fundamental creativity, which goes very deep, you're really changing your life. But even situational creativity, which again, it's intuition, intention, all this, what I mean, describe this part of it. Yeah. So in this way, you you follow up the intuitions with the creative process, you know, and that's, again, we will find in the book about this dooby-dooby-doo lifestyle, you know, so not just do, 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 and you get to the crisis situation. You're doing, attentive, and you're being, relaxing. Yeah? You are creating it in this way. You're preparing for the flow experience when you're really kind of dancing with this uh, intuition, with, uh, with, you know, with yourself. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, I love it. Uh, dooby-dooby-doo, as I always think about Dr. Goswami and Valentina. Mm. The Quantum Integrative Medicine, the New Paradigm for Health, Disease Prevention, and Healing. I just want to tell everybody up there, I re- out there, I read the book, and it's a user-friendly book. So if some of these concepts, and we've trying to be breaking them down so you can really grasp them here, because, you know, for some folks, they may not be that familiar with them, but it's all about how to take care of yourself, being conscious, being aware, and being full of love. And I think that's the start and the end of everything when it comes to your health. I want to just a quick shout out to Dr. Goswami because I had a, um, I had two robotic surgeries on my kidneys in 2014, and after and it went out, they went fine. And afterwards, I was speaking with Dr. Goswami uh, on one of the shows, one of our interviews, and he said, "You know what? You should really check out um, Integrative Medicine and New York Integrative Medicine Center." and Ayurvedic medicine, because what you want to do is really make sure that this can't come back again. So you want to work about your field, your body field, your consciousness field, and work on that, cleanse that. So what happened can't happen again, because you have to have, make sure it's like the, it's like agriculture almost, where you want to make sure that field is pristine, so it can only grow the good stuff, not the weeds. And uh, so I took him up on that, and I went through the protocol, and here I am. I've been clean for years, and I'm, that's not even an issue anymore. That's just something that happened in my past. So thank you so much, Dr. Gazwami. Thank you, Valentina. I love having you guys here on the show. And I, I just want to make it simple for our listeners because you guys are so smart, and I'm not that smart. And I know my listeners are smarter than me, but I want to bring them concepts that they can work with. So that, again, the name of the book, Quantum Integrative Medicine. One of my heroes, Dr. Amit Goswami and Valentina Anasor. Here's the book here. And uh, where can they find it? I think they can uh, pre-order it on Amazon. It will be, it's not yet. I mean, I don't even have the book yet. Okay, but what's your website? In April. So Monkfish uh, are the publishers, right? So they pre-published the book. We didn't get it yet. So I... (laughs) What's the website so they can find out more about you guys? Amitgoswami.org. 
And uh, you have to find that we have a university which is offering masters and PhD degrees now in psychology and human sciences. Okay. So and, and, and it's again the furthest. You're, bo- you're both mm-hmm. all over social media, so you can look on Valentina and Dr. Amit Goswami. And I love you guys. Thank you for being here again, and we'll do it again with the next book. All right. Great. Good to be here, Rahul. It's Guys Guy Radio. Okay, what a wonderful interview with two excellent return guests to Guys Guys Radio, Dr. Amit Gazwami and Valentina Onasor. Again, the book Quantum Integrative Medicine, A New Paradigm for Health, Disease, Prevention, and Healing. We talked about a lot, and there's so much more in the book. And I think the main takeaway is we have to really... You know, Western medicine is fantastic. They've made so many advances in terms of surgery and treatments, but you've got to take care of yourself. Um, Your doctor can't do it for you. Just like your mommy and daddy can't do it for you when you get out on the little league field. I tell my son, you got to go out there and hit the ball. I can't do it for you. And it's the same thing in life. We have to, I think the key takeaway is we are the ones who live our lives by the decisions we make. And we have to be accountable and responsible for those things because life is really a series of decisions. You choose this or that, I'm going to do this or that, I'm going to eat this or that, I'm going to drink this or that. And it's just a series of choices. And you want to have the most information to make the most and best informed choices. And that's the thing we want to do for you here on Guys Guys Radio. We want to bring you guests that can add value, that have information, that can be helpful so you can lead lead your very and lead and live your very best life that's what we do here in guys guys radio and i love doing it and i think just eating natural foods uh avoiding ultra processed foods hydrating uh, meditating working with your consciousness going inside and really getting a sense as to who you are and getting in touch with yourself and being positive is it helps so much I'm not a doctor, I'm guy's guy, and uh, we have all kinds of disclaimers on the show because we're not giving medical advice. We're saying if you want to be healthy, you have to make the right decisions. So the best way to make the right decisions is to get the best information. And then you determine, are you going to do this or are you going to do that? So Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday evening on KCAA Radio in Southern California at 8 p.m. Pacific Time, 106.5 FM, 10.50 a.m. The show is rebroadcast on KCAA on Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. Pacific time. You can listen live. You can stream. You can download. You can also catch us. The podcast is downloaded, excuse me, airs every Thursday worldwide, as well as the YouTube and Rumble. And now we are on. We've joined up with UK Health Radio every Friday. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So we're on four times a week across the weekend. So you can, again, listen live, stream, download. We're on all the platforms that you listen to and watch. So you can watch the interviews. You can listen to the entire show whenever you want. And I ask you one favor, and that is if you enjoy the guests and the content I bring you each and every week to Guys Guys Radio, to please support us by following, liking, sharing, and subscribing to Guys Guys Radio, wherever you consume your content on YouTube and Rumble, we call ourselves Guys Guys TV. But if you want to find us, just look up my name, Robert Manny, M-A-N-N-I. You can also check out my website, 
robertmanny.com. I've got over 300 blog posts about life, love, the pursuit of happiness. Read them all for free. You can also download three free chapters of my novel, which is the source material for everything Guy's Guy. It's a rom-com, believe it or not, but it's really about something. It's called The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. And it's uh, about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. It's a fun, frothy, fast-paced book. You can read the reviews and pick it up on Amazon, wherever you get your books. And it's been called The Men's Successor to Sex in the City. So I hope you'll have fun with that. And again, you can download three free chapters. If you like the book, then you buy it. If you don't, hey, you've got three free chapters. And it's a, it's a fast read and it's a lot of fun. So I hope you'll enjoy that. You can also uh, catch me now. I'm writing for the UK Health Radio's digital magazine. It's called uh, Health Triangle Magazine. I've written two articles. The first one is out. It was on the cover of the, uh, the first issue of the premier issue of 2023, and the name of the article is Aging is a Choice. And it's really about some of the practices I've learned from my guests over the years that I've incorporated into my life to be as vital uh, as I can be and get the most out of my years because I'm a boomer and I want to stay, I want to have quality years, I want to stay vital, and I want to really take care of myself. So I listened to what my guests have to say on the show and it's really helped me out by incorporating some of the practices that they espouse. So, Guys Guys Radio, we're going to be back next week. We've got a lot of great guests coming up. And as you know, we don't just focus on health. There's a lot of other things. We do entertainment. We do cultural stuff. We have sports uh, writers on the show. We've had celebrities on the show. Uh, Vinny Pastor from The Sopranos. Eric Roberts, the actor. Uh, Dan Millman wrote The uh, Peaceful War- Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Neil Donald Walsh. So many other wonderful guests. Over, we've I've interviewed over 700 individuals who thought leaders, and we've had over 500. I think we're up to like 554 shows, something like that. And we've got a lot more. I believe we're going to do a show next week about the Grateful Dead, why they're important cultural phenomena, and from there we've just got more and more. So thanks for your support, and we'll see you next week. And I want to first thank all my guests. I want to thank my wonderful producer Chris. Ryan, my strategy guy, and most of all, I want to thank my growing audience because we really, our numbers are going through the roof. And again, you want to support us, please follow and subscribe. Thank you so much. I'm going to see you next week. And until then, like I always say, guys, guys, finish first.